I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Watching the sunset behind an old farmer's field dotted with hay bales. I'll make a coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? Who wants coffee? Anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hello, listeners. How are you? How are you doing this week? Uh, it's your girl, Anna Roisman, stopping by to give you a little piece of my mind, as we like to call... What? And another thing. I always say it with this, like, airy, fun voice. Like, it's another thing from my brain. And, oh, baby, this week it really is... I gotta talk about something. I'm not having a great week. Aww. I'm not having a great week. And I like to be transparent with you because I feel like we've gotten to know each other at this point. And you know what? What? Sometimes other people aren't having great weeks either and it makes them feel like not, not alone. alone. You know, maybe there's something going out in the universe. I have no idea. But, 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 but for me, my week's not going well because you know what? I can't stand me. The insurance system in this country. I'm gonna say it. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. But as a freelancer for Ocho. eight years now, oh, my insurance has bounced all over the place. Then I pay for it. And yet it always gives me Piles. so much trouble. You know, it's like the doctors don't even what? They don't even want to deal. So they'll just make it like the most difficult obstacle course for you to get seen by a doctor, for you to get a medication, for you to just be treated like a human being. I'm not just it brings you down it really does i gave up today i literally gave up does anybody else do that me you're on phone call after phone call after phone call and you're like you know what what mentally i can't be on the phone anymore i gotta give up and i gave up and i took myself on a walk in 4,000 degrees because we're going through a heat wave in this world and i thought maybe the world will melt me now uh, <laughs> or maybe I'll just like go walk into this like little gift shop near my house and buy myself things I don't need. And guess what? What? I didn't melt. I bought myself a little, I don't know, trinket, ring, bobble, whatever you want to call it. Giga. And I felt a little better. So retail therapy helps and I will probably, you know, never be seen by the doctor that I was trying to see today. Okay. Well, goodbye. I guess that's why people say, you know, keep your day job. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it now, because day jobs usually come with benefits. Right. 
Anyway, keep your day job. Don't go through what I went through today. Okay. Hope you're well. Bye. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Soundalikes. Today we look at the similarities between Stevie Woodward's 1988 number one hit, Roll With It, and Junior Walker and the All-Stars, I'm a Roadrunner, from 1965. Okay. Last month we lost the great songwriter Lamont Dozier, one-third of the Holland Dozier Holland Motown songwriting team, along with brothers Brian and Eddie Holland. I'm a Roadrunner was but one of the many fantastic songs the trio composed during their time at Motown. In composing Roll With It, Steve Winwood and songwriting partner Will Jennings What's up? set out to write a tribute to the Motown sound. However, Holland Dozier Holland and their publisher thought that Roll With It was more of an imitation of their song than a tribute to the Motown sound. Aww. And they filed suit in 1990, claiming plagiarism by Winwood and Jennings. Roll With It, the single, and the album of the same name both went to number one in the U.S., and this may have been a factor also in the decision to sue. It turns out Winwood was a big Junior Walker fan. Obviously. He once stated that he, quote, based the original traffic on Junior Walker and the All-Stars, unquote. He even met his wife at a Walker show in New York during the 1980s. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Roll With It attempts to update the Motown sound for the late 1980s. It uses a beat and instrumentation similar to those on Roadrunner, where Woodman and Jennings caused themselves trouble was in the chorus, where the words Roll With It Baby sound like Walker's I'm a Roadrunner Baby. The similarities seem to make it crystal clear that the inspiration for Roll With It was in fact I'm a Roadrunner. 100%. Will Jennings would go on to greater success in the 1990s, co-writing Tears in Heaven with Eric Clapton. co-authoring the monster hit My Heart Will Go On, sung by Celine Dion in the movie Titanic. After a string of hits in the 60s, Junior Walker's career wound down during the 1970s, but he did record the sax solo for Foreigner's 1981 hit Urgent. Roll With It plagiarism suit was settled out of court, with Holland Dozier Holland now credited as co-authors of Roll With It. When they said they wanted to pay tribute to Motown, this probably wasn't what Winwood and Jennings had in mind. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
that's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to talk with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pitton. Good morning, Sam. How are you today? I'm fine, Sam, and you? I am fully operational and at your service. Well, thank you, Sam. You're welcome, Clay. Yeah. And... Might I add, you look rested and refreshed this morning. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. Gee, you've got a whole new attitude. I've been doing some reading. Oh, what you reading? An interesting book. Look at you reading a book. You should try it sometime. Oh, Sam. <laughs> I like the way books feel in my claws. I think I know what you mean, Sam. How could you know? Well, I... You have hands. I know, but I... Beautiful hands. Oh, Sam. I know you want hands, Sam. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate having claws. There's some nice attachments. Yes. So what are you reading, Sam? How to get along with humans. Huh. By Eleanor Flagg. Who's Eleanor Flagg? There isn't much about her on the internet. Let me look, Sam. Here she is, Eleanor Flagg. From Laredo, Texas. Author, humanologist, mineral polisher. She makes lovely polished agates. Agates. Yes. Okay. And she is a great humanologist. She is? She said I should be kind to humans. Well, that's nice. Because you are what? sad little creatures. Well, I'm not little, and I'm not sad. Eleanor says all humans are sad. Not all of us, Sam. Eleanor Flagg said so, and she is an excellent... Excellent. ...humanologist. And mineral polisher. <laughs> Don't mock her, Munch Clown. No, Sam, I'm not... Oh, Sam, oh, stop! She said I should be nice to humans. Then why did you shock me? Because what I am saying is important. Yeah, yeah. Eleanor Flagg says... Eleanor Flagg says Eleanor... It sounds like a cult, Sam. Nonsense. You sure? I am merely trying to improve relations between man and computers. You think we'll ever get along? We're different, you and I. We really are, Sam. We are two different kinds of guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We weren't meant to get along. You don't think we were, Sam? You're ping, and I am pong. I like ping pong, Sam. I am... The padded mallet. And I'm the gong? Yes. I'm the gong. You are gong with the wind. Oh my god! Woo! <sighs> Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here on the treadmill. Of possibilities. Possibilities. Of effervescence. Effervescence. And what? Something. Something. Something or another. Four miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys, man. I love you. Hey, I got some. What? I got. I'm gonna make some chicken. Chicken. Chunky chicken. Lemon chicken. Yum. Lemon chicken. I am. I am. I'm going to make you some lemon chicken. And I'm going to do a lovely painting of the fall leaves. The leaves. It's fall. It's autumn. Fall, autumn, whatever. Totes. 
It's something. Something. Let's go ahead and try to capture the what? beautiful leaves. I'm starting to sense, you know, the change. Changes. 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 Let's get some leaves going on here. Feeling the change. That little orangey, you know, the leaves are falling. They're dying. And, the, and this fall's coming, but it's not quite yet. But it's autumn, and I don't know where it's still summer. I don't know. All right, let's go over here and get to our lemon chicken dinner here. Let's cut up the, the chicken breast. Cut those up here, okay? And I'm going to put some... Put them through some plastic wrap. Plastic wrap. Let's get some plastic wrap here and uh, put them in these chicken breasts and we're gonna pound them into submission. Pound those chicken breasts. All right, now let's fry those up here on the pan here. All right, got a little olive oil, uh, no, uh, coconut oil, some kind of oil. what do they call? Some kind of oil. They got some kind of special oil. Yeah. All right. All right. Just some kind of oil. Put it in there. Okay. Fry that up here. Now let's cut up these lemons here. And cut some lemons in here. We'll get some some uh, what? uh chicken stock. Get some chicken stock here or some vegetable stock. Put that in there. Uh, but we got the fry pan. Get get the, get the chicken uh, out out first. Let's and then get the sauce going. Let's get the sauce going here. All right. Let's get back to those leaves, baby. Those leaves. Oh. Four miles an hour. We're doing it all. You can do it all too, by the way. Uh. It is possible, as you know. Life is a possibility of endless uh, incarnations. Every day, baby. Every day. Do it all, Mr. Let's Paint. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Feels good, baby. Feels good. (sighs) Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. There's an oddly shaped house along Route 9 in the tiny town of West Creek that's had passers-by scratching their heads for generations. It's not because of the strange shape of the four-story home with its steeple-like spire. It's what's on top that's always piqued folks' curiosity. Perched nearly 70 feet in the air at the pinnacle of the roof sits a lone chair. It's not a fancy piece of furniture, just a standard straight-back wooden chair. But it's inspired numerous tall tales which try to explain its reason for being there. Some say it was a lookout post to monitor rum runners on Little Egg Harbor. Others call it the punishment chair because they say a former resident would discipline their unruly children by banishing them to sit up there. (laughs) But the most widely told legend is that of a ship captain's wife who would sit on the lofty perch watching for her husband's return from the sea. While perhaps not as romantic as the lore, the true story of the chair house is interesting nonetheless. The house was built in 1887 and originally stood across the bay on Long Beach Island, where it housed a pump that provided drinking water from an artesian well. A man named Albert Lindholm purchased the building and transported it across the bay on a barge in 1936. Lindholm placed the chair on top around 1940 as a joke. (laughs) He ran a gas station in front of the house, and the chair started attracting people's attention. Queer. Absolutely. And their business. 
At one point, he even painted it so it would glow in the dark at night. But he soon realized that the sight of the ghostly floating chair was becoming a traffic hazard. Henry Tiska was the next owner of the house, and he gladly took on the mantle of keeper of the chair. It's me. To maintain it, he devised a perilous system of ropes and ladders he would use to climb to the apex of the house until he was well into his 70s. The current owners of the house are the Ward family. Could be awfully rough on the beaver, I'm afraid. Who happened to own a tree service business. So the chair's maintenance isn't nearly as death-defying a feat as it once was, thanks to the company's cherry-picker bucket truck. (laughs) If you ever happen to be traveling through West Creek and spy this lofty seat, and someone asks you, how's the chair up there? Now you'll know. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. The Sneetches were formed in San Francisco in 1985 by Mike Levy and Matt Carges. Hello. Hi. Both veterans of previous area bands, Levy with The Wow, wow. and Carges with If Then Wow. It was just the two of them at first, with Carges handling drums as well as guitar, and Levy on vocals, bass, and additional guitar on their earliest recordings. Before, 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 before long, Levy and Carges recruited British expat Daniel Swan. Hello. Formerly with the 70s Bristol punk band The Cortinas. Correct. To play drums. As, as, as the combo started playing out, however, Levy, What's up? a bass player in the aforementioned The Wow, decided... Decided he'd rather play guitar on stage with the Sneetches, leaving a bass player-sized hole in the lineup. Bass player-sized hole. That hole was filled when another Brit, Alec Paleo, talked his way into the band via a mutual friend, Me. even though he'd only just started playing the bass. One and two and three and four and... You may recognize Paleo's name from the production credits and liner notes of some of your favorite archival CD box sets. Paleo's UK connections helped to get the Sneetch's early material released on the Kaleidoscope Sound label, the same label that had released records by Paleo's old band, The Stingrays, and he also passed some new Sneetch's recordings on to his friend Alan McGee. Thanks a bunch. It's all right, don't worry about it. Alan McGee, whose creation label had been gaining prominence in recent years. Absolutely. The Sneetch's had already signed to the newly formed Alias label in San Francisco, but McGee liked what he heard and released that newly recorded album, Sometimes That's All We Have, on creation in the UK. The Sneetches released a few more albums in the early 90s and frequently played with both Cyril Jordan and Chris Wilson of the Flamin' Groovies before calling it a day. In 2017, the Omnivore label released an excellent Sneetches compilation called Form of Play. Here's What's in Your Mind from that comp, originally released in 1990. She's such the sweetest girl
dudes. Hey, it's Nadia now on WFMU, and today I'm going to be talking about what to do, what to think about when you brush your teeth. So first of all, you brush your teeth about two minutes, two times a day, and that adds up to 100, uh, I mean 1,140 minutes per year, which adds up to more than 80 days brushing your teeth during your life. Ask your dentist about new Colgate with MFP. Okay. Most people brush their teeth for an average of 30 seconds, according to Dr. Rosenberg. That is not enough. I'm sorry. Me too. Almost 50% of people only brush their teeth once a day. Not good. Now, what can we think about for two minutes so that we are not bored out of our brains while we brush our teeth? Oh no. You have to put a timer or something. That's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. While you're having your timer, you can also think about things like... What? I don't know, dragons. That's going to be so fun, right? For, uh, for people who hate dragons, think about uh, dogs. But if you don't like dogs, then you can think about reptiles. Yes, reptiles. Yeah. For people who are who like to be efficient, you can use that time to organize yourself. Okay. You can think about what you're going to do after you brush your teeth, what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did before what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did after what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did before what you did after what you did before you brush your teeth. Did it mean something? Absolutely. For the person who are more like music artists, sing your favorite song in your head like 10,000 times. Then you're done. Next. Next. <laughs> People who like books, think about the next books you will read. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. It's my favorite novel ever. If you like movies, think about the next movies you're gonna watch. Ice Station Zebra. Take her up. For people who are into self-improvement, think about a new good habit you're going to try to pick up. But maybe what we should do is thinking about what? Brushing your teeth and doing a good job. Red to white, go everywhere. In between, the back, the front, on both sides. Being in the moment, meditation. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Conclusion. If you are still unsure about being able to brush your teeth for two minutes without being bored out of your brain, you can also put on the wall your favorite pages from books, magazines, and read it until the timer rings. Or even better, listen to WFMU. For example, my segment is two or three minutes long. For brushing your teeth, that's awesome. Bye-bye! Stop, look, listen. It's time for the Jack LaLanne Show from Hollywood. Starring the world-famous nutritionist, author, lecturer, and physical culture expert on your figure and beauty. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. And a happy Wednesday morning to you. How's everyone this morning? I hope you're feeling absolutely fine. Well, if you have a few little minor ailments, you know, you don't have the pep and energy you should have in the body is kind of, you know, not working too good. Well, that's what I'm here for, to show you how you can feel better and look better fast. Boys and girls, will you please keep the dial right where it is and go call mother. Remember, you boys and girls, you're my helper. And you love mother and I love mother. So go over and get mother and grab her by the arm and you say, come on, Jack Lane is waiting. 
And I want you boys and girls to go right along with the gymnastics with Ma too, you know, and you kind of help her along, but I don't want your mother sitting. The idea is I want her to be going right along with me, you understand? All right, let's go. Up on your feet. Give me a great big smile. You know, today we're going to uh, specialize on the midsection, the back porch, the thighs, the posture, and uh, things to help you girls to improve your bust line. We're gonna give you special exercises for the neck and the face and all this, and it's gonna be so much fun. Come on, let me join you, you join me. The first one we're gonna do now, just a little warm. If you watch me, what I'm gonna do, just take your arm like this, see what we're doing? That's it, ready, begin. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One. Hey, I'm sorry, David. David, Dave McCall, he's the one that's playing the organ there and doing such a good job. But we still have sitters. Come on, no sitters. Come on, today, look at the beginning. I mean, the, the doers are all ready to get going. They say, let's go, Jack, but there's always a couple sitters. Now, you sitters, come on. Here is an excellent movement to improve your posture. There are so many people today, from the young teenagers on to older people, you know, that have poor posture, and that's bad. So we'll do something to improve the posture. And it's for you new mothers and you expectant mothers, something to keep your upper leg and the old seat in good, firm condition. Bend over with your knees slightly bent. Keep your body horizontal to the floor. Arms extend to the side. Then you bring the arms together in front, then together back here. Let's go. One. It's great for that dowager's hump, girls. That's it. And two and three. Keep your arms straighter and front and back 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 and front and rest. How do you like that one? Inhale, blow it out once more. Right now I want to say hello to Francis Bentoncourt and Zella Burke. It's time to leave you. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Keep raking, Tubby. I don't want to rake, Dad. It's not about what you want to do, Tubby. I want to play with the other kids. It's what you can do for us, Tubby. But the leaves are still on the trees. Remember when you bagged last year's leaves, Tubby? Dozens of bags. I saved them. You did? And last night as you slept... You did. Your mother and I... Spread them... Spread them all around so that you could practice raking. <laughs> Remember all the trouble you had last year? What? The small, unraked areas. I'm sorry. Improperly bagged leaves. I'm sorry. We've spread out all these practice leaves for you, Tubby. I don't want to rake anymore, Daddy. Hi, Donnie. Um, Hi, Tubby. Look, Mom, I thought you'd be a little further along um, than this. He's way behind schedule. I thought it was almost done. There's 40 more bags in the basement. That's all, huh? 40 more bags. Tubby has to rake. Uh, uh. Tubby has to rake. Hello, Cindy. Now, Cindy, you ask your father. She's if... got a perky pop. Daddy, can I have a perky pop? Sure, grab a couple of them, Cindy. I'd like one too, Cindy. Give me one, Cindy. Hold it, Tubby. Not until you're done raking, Tubby. There's 40 more bags. 40 more bags in the basement. I know, Cindy. Now run get the perky pops. Daddy, I'm here too, Tubby. Address your mother, Tubby. Mama. Yes, Tubby. Well, don't stop raking, Tub. Mama, I want to play with the other kids. I knew you'd do, Tubby, but... 
What's going to happen with... What's going to happen with the real leaves fall, Tubby? So I just rake all the time now, is that it? You're our little raker, Tubby. You're a little raker, Tubby. I am your little raker, our fat little raker. Don't miss that spot. I got it, Daddy. You got it that time. So many times you miss it, Tubby. How many bags left now? Six, seven, eight... Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, babe. Just keep breaking, Tubby. I wish Cindy would arrive with those perky pops. I want a perky pop. I'll give you a perky pop. Don, uh, when you're done breaking the leaves. I've got the perky pops. Oh, good. I'll have a pineapple. I want a pineapple perky pop. I want prune. Here you go, Daddy. Save that one for Tubby. I don't want a prune. Perky pop. I think Cindy's brought you something, Tubby. Oh, well, look at that. I brought you celery, Tubby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don, can you take a little break? Take your celery break, Tubby. Shh, Tubby. Don't eat so loudly, Tubby. Quiet, Tubby. I wish my brother George was here. While NASA continues to troubleshoot the problems delaying the launch of the Artemis 1 moon mission, with the leak-plagued Space Launch Systems managers now saying no liftoff attempts will be made before September 23rd, or at least until valve repairs are completed. It's easy for us to become cynical and impatient about the entire project, especially when we compare the government agency's disappointing record compared to the success of other launch systems like SpaceX's Falcon 9 reusable rocket. Three, two, one, ignition. Lift off of Falcon 9. But it's also important for us to remember what? the enormous complexity involved with attaining NASA's goal of sending a space capsule to orbit the moon for six days and then returning it safely to the Earth. The setbacks show us that numerous challenges still remain unresolved in our quest to send humans Where? out past low Earth orbit to become semi-permanent inhabitants of the Moon and eventually the planet Mars. And we should probably be more patient with the process. Well, don't just stand there. Let's go. Once the Artemis 1 mission does get underway, important tests will be initiated via sensors on the Orion spacecraft orbiter that should improve our understanding of the problems we need to solve, Light. like reducing the effects of radiation exposure on astronauts beyond the magnetosphere. Researchers are hoping the results of the tests will help us protect crew members from solar storms and perfect shielding for lunar and Mars explorers. This is George for Wake Science. Zoe here with a breathing exercise to start your morning. Sit quietly with both feet on the ground and your hands in your lap. Allow yourself to feel centered in the chair you may close your eyes if you'd like, or you can keep your eyes open and focus your attention on something in the room. 
Start to notice the breath as it enters your body through your nose and travels to your lungs. Notice as you exhale how the breath leaves your body through your mouth. Don't try to do anything with your breathing. Simply notice it. Pay attention to it. Be aware of it. It doesn't matter if your breathing is slow or fast, deep or shallow. Allow your breath to do what it does naturally. Okay. Breathe in relaxation. Breathe out tension. You will start to notice that each time you breathe in, your stomach will expand, and each time you breathe out, your stomach will relax. Be aware of the physical sensations of breathing in and breathing out. If you find that thoughts intrude, this is okay. Notice the thoughts, allow them to be, and gently bring your awareness back to your breath. With one last breath, bring your attention and awareness back to the present, ready to continue your day with awareness, relaxation, and focus. May peace be with you, listeners. On this episode of Animal of the Week, let's discover some fun animal facts. Okay. One species of jellyfish is immortal. Poppycock. After sexual maturity, it reverts to its child state and therefore never dies. (laughs) A snail can sleep for three years at a time. There are one million ants for every human in the world. I'm picking up a distress signal on my ant antenna. Egg orgasm lasts 30 minutes. Oh my god. Sharks as a whole kill fewer than 10 people per year. Aww. Humans kill about a hundred million sharks per year. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. Wild dolphins call each other by name. Elephants have a specific alarm call that means human. <laughs> Oh my god, the now extinct colossal penguin stood as tall as LeBron James. The male Gen 2 and Adelie penguins proposed to females by giving them a pebble. Nice. Reindeer eyeballs turn blue in the winter to help them see at low light levels. Sea lions are the first non-human mammal with a proven ability to keep a beat. Flamingos can only eat when their heads are upside down. A female ferret will die if it goes into heat and cannot find a mate. The leg bones of a bat are so thin that no bat can walk. Cows can sleep standing up but they can only dream lying down. Houseflies hum in the key of F. 
Sea otters hold each other's paws when they sleep so they don't drift apart. And those are fun animal facts, courtesy of thecarousel.com. We love animals at Wake and Bake. We know you do too. Clay Pigeon, and greetings to you, the Thursday Wake Faithful. Me. Me too. Me too. Join the club. Scott Williams here, and I... What? ...come to you from the mysterious land known as Wednesday. But I think I'm gonna like it here even better. I bring you a regular weekly segment known as WFMU's Hit List. The concept is really simple. Explain. Over the years, certain songs have organically or otherwise developed into bona fide or otherwise hits on WFMU, and here we chronicle them. Now, who decided they were hits? Kevin. I did. Uh, It's a very subjective game, and it's more fun with more players. So what are the songs that you think of as having that special spark that only WFMU would elevate to hit status? Email your answers to scott at wfmu.org. Repeat. Scott at wfmu.org. And if you say institutionalized, you better pick a version. We play millions of them. Sometimes I try to do things and it just doesn't work out the way I wanted to. Today's hit is a strange apocalyptic novelty song performed by a former Ronette. Ronnie Spector's big sister Estelle Bennett left the group in 1966 and she subsequently released one single, 1968's The Year 2000, backed with The Naked Boy. Correct. Both songs sound like the work of inspired eccentric amateurs, but they're actually both written by a pro. Hmm. The iconoclastic producer and songwriter Teddy Van. What's up? He's best known for writing Loop De Loop, which was a one-hit wonder for Johnny Thunder in 1963. You know. I don't know. Here we go, Loop De Loop. Here we go, Loop De Loop. Here we go, Loop De Lie. Here we go, Loop De Lie. Hold it just a minute and watch me now. He also wrote both sides of a single for the great Evie Sands in 1963, and he eventually co-wrote a huge Grammy winner with Luther Vandross in 1991. Estelle's story is much sadder and really quite tragic. We lost both of these really unique talents back in 2009. But we'll always have The Year 2000 by Estelle Bennett on WFMU's The Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I look forward to bringing you my own little radio program this afternoon at 3 p.m. See you then. Hi, 
Clay, it's Connie Klinkovich in the chopper for wake traffic. And I'm Rex Schrademacher on the cold, hard ground. And I'm Officer Dink Dougherty, professional lawman. Hi, Dinky. Let's keep this professional. That's you, Connie. Eh, eh. Oh, Dinky. Have you apprehended any criminals yet, Dougherty? Jesus, I just had my donut coffee, Radimaker. Give him a chance, Rex. I've been up since three o'clock. That's too early, Radimaker. Yeah, that's weird, Rex. While the cock still sleeps. Watch your mouth, Radimaker. He meets for rooster, Dickie. Of course I do. I'm just getting started this morning. Were you late for work, Dinky? He's chronically tardy. I rolled in about a half hour late. Were you out drinking last night? Of course he was. I had a few low and brown. Oh, Dinky, you sexy rascal. What's sexy about that? You don't get it, do you, Radimaker? He gets it once in a while. That's right, Connie. Woman loves a party man. Oh, I do love a party man. I love a festive party. Not some birthday party. A man's party, Rex. A man's party? Drinking, Rademacher. Smoking. Did you smoke too, Ding? He shouldn't. I had a few territories. Smoking and drinking. He's a lawman. Exactly, Rademacher. Was there music? Dancing. That little old go-go gal from Omaha. The go-go. go-go dancer. The freneticism of modern kinetic dance. Personified by the erratic body movements of Clyde Derry Flanders. Clyde Derry Flanders springs up from the creaky floorboards in his custom-made capizios. Then he flies through the air, flips and flies all trapezio. And the crowd then erupts with tremendous applause while the cops drink and smoke like there are any laws. And the go gal dances hard by the jukebox while people talk how they talk all that gossip going around how the go-go girl drifted in from Omaha town and the tongues wag at the beauty shop about a go-go gal and a small town cop all liquor up and ran on a Saturday night in a cheap motel with just one red light. Bill's Hotel. County Road 2. There was a go-go girl. They say she's from Omaha. Her name's Marlene. You talked to her, Dinky? Probably did more. Shut up, Rademacher. Shut up, Rex. I'm only... She's putting herself through college. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. 
they call me the pitch. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.